0: Hello, hello. Before you jump into today's episode of ICYMI, we need to address some oversights on our part in a recent episode.
1: We talked about Serial, the release of Adnan Syed, and shared some of our critiques of Serial and parent company The New York Times' handling of updates to the case. One of the first things we need to acknowledge is that we did not reach out to them for comment. This is standard practice when reporting on a story of journalism. We didn't do it. Also, on the episode,
0: I said that Sarah Koenig described the detectives who worked Adnan Syed's case as, quote, basically good guys.
1: Our use of the word, quote, implies that she literally said that phrase, and she did not.
0: I tend to think of ICYMI as reported criticism. Basically, we won't ever and have never claimed to be objective. I honestly personally think objectivity is fake and can be used as a tool of power but we will always strive for fairness which is why we are owning up to and always will own up to our mistakes
1: exactly we wanted to make a passionate argument about how we communicate important information to audiences and in doing so we made some of the same kind of mistakes that we were calling out
0: we are updating the episode and we'll have that in the feed along with a new intro on that episode
1: so if you listen to that episode we thank you But please also know that we have to own these mistakes. And to the team at Serial, our sincerest apologies. Rune 5 is practically elevator music at this point, so I'm sure you know who Adam Levine is. Hi, I'm Rachel
2: Hampton. And I'm Nadira Goff, and you're listening to ICYMI, In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture. And yes. That is correct. That dulcet voice you hear is none other than Nadira. Nadira, welcome back. Hello. Are you sick of me? No, I could never be sick of you. I just want to put it out in the open that you wrote in our prep document <laughs> that I should say I am, but I'm not. And as oh, you said, we don't lie on this podcast. <laughs> I did not write that. Our producer,
0: Daniel Trader, wrote it. Daniel! That. <laughs> So to be fair, Daniel does have to hear all of my like weird breathing rhythms. So I, he should be sick of me. (laughs) (laughs) So now that we've settled that you love me and Daniel is agnostic at best, I have a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. You know, when you've like sent a text message and there's the timestamp that shows when someone has seen it.
2: (sighs) Yes. What? do you call those? How do you pronounce that? I truly, between this and Jesus, (laughs) your questions (laughs) have really set me up. Like I I just have to say, but I do have a very clear cut answer to this question. One that is a hill that I will die on. Okay. When that notification pops up, it is Uh because you have read something. So they are red receipts.
0: Okay, everyone say goodbye to Nadira now. It was
2: nice. <laughs> it was a good sorry. run. Sorry, We had a great time. I'm sorry time. that I'm making sense. I can't help that it's logic, you know? I'm going to play a little a little dirge
0: for you. Like, but I said I loved you. <laughs> here lies Nadira. She loved Rachel, but not enough.
2: <laughs> Honestly, if I were to go out, this
0: would be a good way to do it. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, I do actually need you here to tape the rest of the episode. Future episodes are still up for debate. We'll see how you perform over the next half hour. (laughs) Not me being on probation. (laughs) You are on probation. (laughs) I'm sure most of y'all can guess exactly why I asked that extremely loaded question. And if you guess, because it's time for read receipts, you guessed correctly. If you also guessed because I'm a tyrant, then you also guess correctly. (laughs) You win nothing for guessing correctly. This show is so fun for everyone.
2: (laughs) So fun, so fun.
0: (laughs) On today's episode, we will be answering all y'all's burning questions about the drama currently engulfing lesbian TikTok, We Miss You Madison, Adam Levine's sex, and more. It's a wild one today, y'all, so buckle up. <laughs> and we're back with read receipts. Mhm. I want to see the receipts so i thought i would start with the most complicated drama that we need to dissect today because i figured it would take the most time so if any question gets you know knocked off the episode you can blame jojo siwa or dylan who sent us this question
2: (laughs) hey i see why am i okay so i feel like donald glover in that one scene in community where he walks in holding a pizza and like the whole room is on fire this video of jojo siwa came up on my For You page and I have so many questions. Is there a love triangle? Did somebody steal somebody's girlfriend? Was Jojo being weird at a party? Uh, please help.
0: Oh, Dylan, we got you. Nadira, are you familiar with one Joelle, Joni, Siwa, colloquially known as Jojo Siwa?
2: If by Jojo Siwa, you mean Dance Moms, Jojo Siwa mm-hmm. turned into Lisa Frankified pop star fever dream Jojo Siwa turned into Dancing with the Stars competitor Jojo Siwa turned into queer icon Jojo Siwa, then yes, I am familiar with Jojo Siwa. Wow, you are so familiar with JoJo Siwa. Without ever having seen Dancing with the Stars, Dance Mom, or heard any of her songs, I am. It's a prison. The internet is a prison. Please get me out. Um, Unfortunately, we will
0: simply be turning the key in that lock
2: (laughs) because
0: we got to keep going. We here at ICYMI feel fondly towards Miss JoJo. But I'm sorry to say that she is currently embroiled in some of the most convoluted drama I have ever been privy to. And that is saying a lot. That is truly saying so much. Please say more. Okay, so just imagine I have a lot of red string and cork boards and that I look like I haven't slept in five days. That's how I feel after having tried to recap this drama. <laughs> oh, God. So as we've discussed on this show, way back in 2021, JoJo came out as queer and since then, she has been a queer icon and primarily been dating one of her friends, Kylie Prue. We love her friends to love her story. Mm-hmm. The two have been on again, off again for the past two years because they are teenagers. JoJo is 19.
2: I actually did not know. I didn't know. There's so much I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> so JoJo and Kylie had
0: their second breakup this past June of 2022. So now enter two other white woman influencers. Okay. We've got Avery Cyrus and Soph Mosca. Okay. Avery has 8 million TikTok followers. Soph has 2.2 million followers. Avery is not related to Miley Cyrus, nor is Cyrus Avery's real last name. I felt the need to tell
2: you that. I thought that was important. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that should be surprising, but I I shamefully already know all of Miley Cyrus' siblings' names. <laughs>
0: You were like, that's not Trace. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> shout out to Metro Station. Okay. Shout out to Metro Station. <laughs> okay. So I, I cannot at this point tell you why Soph and Avery individually got famous. But collectively for the past two years, they were one of lesbian TikTok's favorite couples. Until August of this year. Do you see where I'm going with this? Do you see the string connecting? Sadly, I do. <laughs> Okay, so Sophie and Avery break up, as couples do. But the thing about becoming famous whilst in a couple is that your followers not only develop a parasocial relationship with you, but with your relationship. And personally, this sounds like a nightmare. Absolutely. So the two announced their breakup on TikTok. They both post different videos, and that seems to be the end of it. Okay, so what does that have to do with JoJo? We're almost there. After these breakup videos, Avery basically continues posting like her usual happy content, including a dancing video with one JoJo Siwa. If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook when my DJ reports it. In this video, JoJo and Avery are both in like their street clothes and then they do a little like double elbow tap and they change into some very sparkly outfits the thing is, they're both in a hotel room together and some eagle-eyed commenters notice that one of the hotel beds has a suitcase on it, perhaps implying that they're sharing the other. Ooh, spicy. And as you can guess, it sets the girls gabbing. They're like speculating about whether or not they're dating. So meanwhile, Soph is posting content like this.
1: There's not always a reason that bad things happen to you. Sometimes they just do. And for whatever reason, I've been handed a bit too many things for me to handle. Over the last few
0: months- In this video, Soph is doing things around her house. She's crying on a A yoga mat, which is relatable. She's crying in the car, which is also relatable. She's taking out one of those mattresses that gets shipped to you in a box because I guess she has to move into a new apartment now because she broke up with her long-term girlfriend. A lot's happening. So I don't know if you feel the same way, but this just strikes me as one of those situations where one party is clearly taking the breakup harder and you're, you are you kind of just have to sit there like, yikes, I have to experience both of these things.
2: Yeah, putting these two videos together back to back is a, a little depressing, I've, I'm not going to
0: lie. The delineation between reactions is made abundantly clear when two weeks after Avery and Soap announced their breakup, Avery and JoJo hard launched their relationship with a photo shoot at none other than Chuck E. Cheese.
2: Charles Entertainment Cheese? Charles Entertainment Cheese is the backdrop to the happy couple hard launch. Two weeks later?
0: Two weeks later. Now, just because we heard about a breakup at a specific time doesn't mean that that's when it happened, blah, blah, blah. However, We don't know when they actually broke up. We just know when they posted about the breakup. It's still a short amount of time and it sets the fucking world on fire. And by world, I mean lesbian TikTok.
1: Welcome back to Lesbian TikTok Drama. My name is Kendall Payne. I'm the professor for the evening. Where did we leave off the Becky Effect? A lot of people were wondering, what it is, how it came to be. Okay. I'm genuinely wondering if I'm missing something because I thought I saw Soph and Avery post a video that was like, hey, we're done. It's going to hurt. Don't send hate to the other person. This is the situation. So they all claim that Avery isn't really like this and that she's using Jojo Siwa for clout. And by they, I mean all the playlist live TikTokers that knew her back in 2020. Yes, I'm talking about the Avery, Soph, Jojo situation. Grow the fuck up. Grow up. Let JoJo and Avery be happy.
2: Lesbian TikTok, I have an update for you. Avery's dad has officially responded to me. Can I just say, Kendall Payne, whose voice is the first we hear in that TikTok montage, is doing the Lord's work by recapping all of these lesbian breakups. She really is.
0: In the midst of all this, there's the most dramatic turn. A little over a week ago, there was a lesbian influencer event at the Troubadour in Los Angeles. Scene. Set. Avery and JoJo go. Soph also goes. Mm, this is, mm-hmm. of course, extremely dramatic because everyone sees them posting from the same location for the first time since Avery and Soph broke up. It gets even more dramatic when a photo emerges of Soph sitting all cozy with another white lesbian influencer who I won't name because there's already too many names in the story. It looks like Soph might also be moving on. But... The important thing about this picture is not that Soph might perhaps be moving on. It's that JoJo and Avery are in the background of the photo, photo photobombing. Not coincidentally, they are looking dead into the camera. It sends the TikTok fingers a-typing. It's wild. (laughs) I have... So many questions, no
2: answers, just questions.
0: Yeah, I don't think I have the answers for you either. I will say that it somehow gets even more dramatic after this moment because it's not just the observers who are typing little comments, who are saying, what's going on here? There's comments from the people involved. Oh, no. Now, I must say that I am getting these comments from screenshots of a TikTok comment section that has now been deleted. Okay. So, grain of salt, Avery comments... When you realize they are taking pics of you in the back, all you can do is smile. She goes on to say, Mickey, the photographer, could have definitely angled it so that we weren't in the back. But after four flashes, it felt awkward for them to be taking pics with us in the back. Soph comments back, I wish I didn't care about you so much because I am so over keeping my mouth shut about what you did to me.
2: See, now, (laughs) there's so much about this that I hate. First of all, if I'm taking a photo, Mm -hmm. girl, I ain't worried about who in the back. (laughs) But at the same time, now, would I just be taking photos all willy-nilly in the same room? As your ex? As my ex? Honestly, I would. (laughs) (laughs) yes but the thing is you know that's drama you know you're creating chaos right i would do it for drama and also when i post them on social media now that is the most dramatic part like that's definitely for drama That is definitely for drama. And unfortunately,
0: this is where I have to leave you, despite all the questions you have raised. Um, One you didn't raise, we still don't know what Avery did to Soph. And I honestly don't think we ever will. Actually, you know what? I lied. We probably will find out. No, we will. We definitely will. Yeah, we will. will. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, Well, I wish we could end it here, but we can't. We are, however, going to take a break. (laughs) When we get back, we're going to be talking about those Adam Levine sex... That are all over the place. And also what's going on over in the makeup influencer world. And we're back. Nadira, I don't think I need to ask you this question, but I'm assuming you're familiar with one Adam, Noah, Levine. Everyone has their government names on this show now.
2: I was about to say, can I point out that I feel like I'm a big reason why this trend of government names has started on this show, and I will carry that legacy with me. But to answer your question... You're an influencer. Oh, my thank you. Of course I know Adam Levine. Maroon 5 is great. One of my favorite bands of my youth, but their album Songs About Jane okay. <laughs> is one of my all-time favorite albums. That album slaps. I will take no notes nor questions upon the mm-hmm. matter. It slaps.
0: Completely accurate. Songs About Jane is a perfect album. When you said is your favorite band, I was like, please don't tell me you're out here bopping to moves like Jagger. Like, we can't be doing that.
2: No, no, no. no. They lo-
0: they lost me. They lost me
2: a little they, bit. with that with I
0: it. sometimes think about the difference between Songs About Jane like, she will be loved and, mm-hmm. like, moves like Jagger. And I, I question what happened. But that's not what this show is about. What it is about is a question, but one from Listener Thomas.
2: Hey, I see why am I? So there's this one meme that seemed to come out of nowhere and simultaneously took over all of my feeds. Uh, and that's the sexting screenshots from Adam Levine. I could really use a bit of uh, backstory and context there. (laughs) Thanks.
0: I got you, Thomas, unfortunately. So about a week ago, model Sumner Stroh posted a TikTok detailing a relationship she had had with none other than Adam Levine that started over none other than Instagram DMs, which suggests to me once again that Instagram was born of the devil.
1: Adam and I were seeing each other for about a year. After I stopped talking to him over, you know, a period of months, this is uh, how he came back into my life. He said, okay, serious question. I'm having another baby, and if it's a boy, I really want to name it Sumner. You okay with that? Dead serious.
0: She also, in this TikTok, shares screenshots of the DMs, which I'm sorry, I must read. Uh, Must you? Yes, and th- actually, actually, you oh. have to too. Do you oh, want to be Adam or
2: Sumner? No, <laughs> no, you <laughs> have to pick one. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's not an option. You have to pick one. Okay, since I'm a guest, um, and you know, you always you can't ever show up empty-handed to a party. Mm-hmm. I will be Adam. It's truly unreal how fucking hot you are. Like <laughs> it blows my mind.
0: I mean. I think the same. Seeing you in person, I was like, I'm fucked.
2: You are 50 times hotter in person. (laughs) And so am I. (laughs) End scene. So
0: Sumner, in this video where she shows the screenshot, accuses Adam of not only cheating on his wife, but then asking Sumner if he could name his future child after her, which is unreal. Levine denied having a physical affair, but he did say he was flirting the DMs, which was corroborated by no less than three women saying they received some
2: inappropriate messages from Levine. Actually, Nadira, I think you should read these. Oh, you know what? I did you a favor, and now you're doing this to me? Okay. You said you were Adam! Commit! (laughs) I will commit. I don't know if I can do this without laughing. Okay. Including... Okay, I can do it. I can do this. Okay, including, I may need to see the booty. Fuck. That's one. And, holy fuck, holy fucking fuck, that body of yours is absurd. So, Adam, let's just, you know, put this all together. Had one, two, three, four fucks to give, Mm
0: -hmm. specifically. Oh, my man has so many fucks to give. The thing is, I have seen those words so many times. Like, I have seen the words, I may need to see the booty next to a photo of Captain Barbosa from Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. I've also seen that body of yours is absurd next to photos of everyone from Hank Hill to Philly legend Gritty to Jar Jar Binks. I needed to stop. I'm gonna be honest. I know a lot of people are having fun with this meme, I love fun. I don't like this anymore. Okay, like I, I, I wanted. To... I know
2: this meme is already dead. I know this. I know this. I know this. And I agree that people need to stop. But I just, I just really quickly have to say one of my favorites, which was the one where oh, it was no. Leah Michelle in the DMs, oh, no. and instead of the words, <laughs> the someone words. just posted yes. like mm-hmm. that icon you get when someone sends you a voice message on the yes. Instagram DMs, because mm-hmm. as we all know, as it relates to something else that you've covered on the show before, the running joke that Leah Michelle can't read. Truly, that one had me laughing for me. Like three solid minutes.
0: I just feel like every single time a celebrity sex leaks, it's just ingrained in my brain for the rest of my life. Which reminds me, Nadira, do you have a favorite celebrity sex? Because I will never forget. I can't say it's a favorite, but it's definitely lodged in my brain. Right. Bezos saying, Alive Girl, which, (laughs) what's the alternative, Jeffrey? And whatever the fuck was happening between Elizabeth Holmes and Sonny Balwani.
2: (laughs) I just, you've unlocked some deep core memories that I wish you you hadn't. Um, But I think, again, like you, not my favorite sext, but one that I will never forget is actually one that isn't a sext at all. So I'm going to take it a little old school. And I don't know if you know where I'm going with this, but the... Formerly Prince, now King Charles, and <gasps> Camilla leaked ah! phone call <laughs> where Charles said that he wished he oh, could no. be one of her tampons. I yes. truly. No. I truly. The way the word no. tampack should have never come out that man's mouth. Like, I can't ever get over it. I forgot about that one. I could never forget. I could never forget. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's add that to the list of things that he has to apologize for. (laughs) Like colonialism and that. colonialism and that. Let's just, we can end it there, you know?
0: Yeah, we do have to end it there because I can't handle this anymore. We are moving on to the last question. (laughs) Okay, last up, we've got makeup drama and we also have a voice note. This question comes from
2: Sarah. Hey, Rachel and IcyYMI gang. I have a question. Who is Michaela and why is everyone on TikTok mad that she finished work at 519?
0: Thank you for calling in. I love your accent. This question is deeply painful for me because the Michaela you were referring to is none other than Michaela Noguera, one of my favorite people
2: on the internet. I am really scared to find out. <laughs> what this drama is because if i have to lose that accent on my tiktok for you page i will yeet my phone into the side <laughs> i love her i love the accent i love when she acts fake surprised about how well a product quote-unquote works <laughs> i love it all Same. <laughs>
0: So Michaela blew up on makeup TikTok over the pandemic, but before becoming a full-time beauty influencer, she worked as a makeup artist and also at Ulta. She currently has 13.5 million followers, which is quite respectable. She has, as Nadir has mentioned, the most delightful Boston accent and a lovely fiance named Cody. She's convinced me to buy at least five products I don't need. So (laughs) she's effective. Here's where the drama comes in. Mm-hmm. In a now deleted video, she responded to a comment that said, poor you, report to a job 9 to 5, lol. But the thing is, nothing's ever gone on the internet. So here's the video.
1: I'm so tired. Every single day, I get up at 6am. I spend about 5 to 6 hours filming video content that ranges from 3 to 4 videos, and I spend a few hours editing that video content. Then I have to work on my other social media profiles, whatever it may be, Instagram, whatever. It's fucking marketing. Then I'm in meetings from 12 to 5. I literally just finished working. It's 519. Try being an influencer for a day. Try it. Because the people who say it's easy are so far out of their minds. Try it for a day. It is not for everybody. In fact, it's for a very small handful of people who can actually do this job.
0: To be fair to Michaela, she said she woke up at 6 a.m., which, you know, giving her an hour to do whatever the fuck one does in the morning. Let's say she worked a respectable 10-hour day. That's a long day. It is a very long day. So the thing also about this video is that it's pretty old. How do I know this? I'm about to disclose a lot about myself. I've watched so many of her videos that I know that the kitchen she's filming in in this video isn't the one from her current house. Rachel. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) So this video was resurfaced. And because it's been deleted now, I cannot tell y'all when exactly it was posted. But commenters are placing it as posted about two years ago, which I believe was before Michaela had become a full-time influencer. So that's the context. I have some thoughts about this video. But Nadira, what do you think of this explaining of the day of an influencer?
2: What I think is I supremely resent having to spend some of my time talking about an influencer talking about influencing <laughs> um that is just that doesn't sit sit well with my spirit but since we're here and we're doing it I'm not going to be the one to sit here and say that influencing is easy. I think being an influencer does take a lot of work. It is a lot of content that one must produce. And as we both know, since we're both people who make content, making content is hard. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it can take a long time. That being said, I don't think anyone's one plight is always, you know, better or worse than the other. I think there's a lot of other factors to be considered So I just don't know why we're talking about this. Rachel, why are we talking
0: about this? (laughs) Um, We're talking about this because this video that was resurfaced blew up on TikTok. And now people are attempting to cancel Michaela.
2: For working until 5.19?
0: (laughs) I guess we're saying that working until 5.19 is like a late time to work. Which... Anyway, here's a pretty typical response from influencer and music artist Anayaka She. Being an influencer is not hard. It is very tedious and it is very draining, sure. But at the same time, um, my manager had told me something before and it really stuck with me. The problems that I have now being an influencer are problems that I wish I had two and three years ago when I was working a regular job. But Michaela also has some defenders.
2: Wait a minute, are we trying to cancel Michaela right now?
0: Yeah.
2: What are you guys doing? Wait, 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 wait. Abort mission, what are you guys doing? Why are you guys trying to cancel Michaela? Because she said that she worked till five?
0: And then, because on TikTok and in the world in general, drama can never just be about a single incident. As soon as one drama incident happens, everyone's like, what about this other drama incident that we didn't talk about, even though we did talk about it? Anyway, so people are bringing up old comments that Michaela made on beauty influencer Jaclyn Hill's instagram here's Riri's T explaining that quicker than i can
1: jacqueline posted this on december 23rd 2018 so like four years ago at the time michaela commented writing must be nice to be rich and all you do is film videos for youtube totally contradicting what she just said about influencing being really hard obviously people change michaela wasn't an influencer four years ago so now she probably sees the hardships of being an influencer at the time she didn't it looks like she's since deleted her comment but people are still tagging her in it
0: People are also calling Mikaela out for the fact that she rose to fame because of her like perceived like down to earth authenticity. Meanwhile, she consistently uses a noticeable amount of beauty filters on her videos and also edits her photos on Instagram. And obviously that is frustrating because if you want an honest review of a product, it's hard to evaluate how a concealer or a foundation or a blush works on skin that's been smoothed to perfection by a filter. But the thing is, Michaela also speaks like so candidly, more candidly than almost any other influencer I follow about her depression, about her body image issues, about the amount of hate comments she receives on her weight and body and face. And so I understand the pressure to use a filter, but I also understand if you're like a nurse or a teacher or a waitress, That it'd be irritating to see an influencer say their job is hard. Because, like, there are definitely
2: harder jobs out there. All right. Everyone say it with me. The internet's favorite word. Nuance. Nuance! Nuance. (laughs) I think that everyone should have the right to complain about their job. I'm sorry. I'm an equal rights complainer. Right? Yes, we all should be. Everyone gets tired. Everyone gets tired of doing the same thing day in, day out. Everyone gets tired of people having opinions about them doing the same thing day in, day out. Everyone gets tired of being themselves. Everyone gets tired of being other people. We all get tired. We're exhausted all the time. I get it. And you should be allowed to complain about your job. But I do feel like you should be maybe secure enough in your job to know when people are just goading you for an elevated response, because what you don't want to do is you don't want to blow up on people, on trolls or haters who are just trying to get a rise out of you, and then in that whole blow up, have it be revealed that you're doing things like using filters when you're supposed to be a makeup artist, or when you are a makeup artist, I should say. Nuance is needed in this situation. You can complain about your job, but you can also be aware that it's not the same thing as being an emergency surgeon. Or something like that. You know, I didn't go to law school. I sit here and I write about movies and TV. And I help you make podcasts sometimes. You and do. you know what? Do I complain about that? Yes, I do. But do I also know that it's not the same? Yes, I do. And that is called discernment. I mean, it's
0: exactly true. It's like if I started complaining about being a podcast host on this show. I complain to my therapist. Speaking of, Nadira...
2: How was your first read receipts? Were you implying that you were my therapist there? Because honestly, (laughs) take it as you will. Not far from the truth. Um, My first read receipts was great. Thank you. Have me back sometime soon. Love you, girl.
0: We'll see. Alright, that is the show. We'll be back in your feed on Saturday, so please subscribe. It is the best way to never miss an episode, to never miss a read receipts. Please leave a five-star rating and review in Apple or Spotify and tell your friends about us. You can follow us on Twitter at icyymi underscore pod, which is also where you can DM us your questions and then your questions can appear in an episode like this one. You can also always drop us a question at icyymi at slate.com.
2: ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader and Rachel Hampton. Daisy Rosario is our senior supervising producer, and Alicia Montgomery is Slate's VP of Audio. See you online or at Chuck E. Cheese. All right.
0: (laughs) 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 cracked myself up.